Well, everybody, uh, how is everybody doing this week? Oh, I don't know. More chaos, more everything. It's a ginger tailgate. Brendan Peterman, Louis Fontenot. Hey, now. Louis, one of us has to be on fire, and I, I, I gave you the torch. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> locks, you, you gave four locks last week instead of three. You couldn't even follow the format, but that's okay. You gave two of four. You went 500. It's all right. No big deal. Uh, it's not my strength, apparently. Apparently <laughs> not. <laughs> but you know what? I went three for three. So yay for me. I'm, I'm back off the schneid. So um, yeah, you gave, here are our locks that we gave that are winners and losers all around. You gave Texas A&M minus nine. They, they won that by 21. Alabama minus 17, a drubbing. They won by 40. Uh, the two you lost out on, Clemson lost to, didn't lose, but lost the spread of 14. They only beat Cuse by three on the road. You talked about that. Clemson really needed a, a big showing, and they just fell flat. It was, it, was it, wasn't that a Friday game? It was, and they were coming off a bye. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, they come out stronger. Yeah, I mean, I'm not touching them again this year, um, and I refuse, no. even though they're actually playing one of my locks against. Um, I'm, I, I just can't so do Duke. it. <laughs> That's I. We'll, we'll get to that, at, you know, another yeah, time. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I don't. I defend the pick because of those two things, but I'm, I can't. Do I don't it. blame you. Yeah. I also defend your pick of Liberty minus 33. You've been riding them for a while. Not only did they not cover 33, they actually lost on the road to Yo Monroe. Old so, friend of mine. If you're not going to cover, I hope you bleep and lose. And I was sitting there in the middle of the day going, yeah. Yeah, "Yeah, I mean, to lose to who was it? I don't even remember the team. It was, it was terrible. Ul Monroe. Oh, oh yeah, lose. it's the school you don't know it's where lose. it belongs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Lose. Yeah. So my only question is this. They must have had a party, right? Like of all places, they went into the middle of nowhere. Louisiana I was like, you know, what we should do. We should go get drunk. Tonight. That was, I mean, and then play the next day. There must have been a, a heck of a humdinger going on. I sure there. do hope you all had a good time, boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Now, speaking of other games, so the three locks that I got right, I gave you UCLA plus two on the road at Washington. They won that. Fresno State minus three and a half. They actually won 17 nothing. That was a shutout. And then Colorado State versus New Mexico minus 10 and a half. Covered that easily. I believe they won by around 20. So those three games I went West Coast on um, all road dog, all road teams, and they all they all covered for me. So thank you guys. I appreciate that. Made a little money this weekend. But you know, even for going two for four, there were other games that just in listening to our previous pod that we covered. And there were three things that you were very prophetic on. And I want to share that with them right now. We went into depth. I don't depth. even remember them. Exactly. We went to depth on, we went in depth on Oklahoma State versus Texas. What you said in the pod was Oklahoma State, I'll take the plus five points. That hit. He even said, I'd be willing to take the money line on Oklahoma State. I think they'll win out, right? It hit. And he said, Guys, 59 and a half, don't take the over, take the under. Over, under 59 and a half, hit 56. So he went three for three on one game alone. So had you taken all three bets of the Oklahoma State game by Brendan, you'd be sitting pretty. Also, we both said Colorado minus six and a half, take that all day and run with it because of the altitude, cover that easily, 34 nothing. And we both said the same thing. The Georgia line was too high because it was at 21 and a half. We said Georgia's going to win that game, but not by 21 and a half, somewhere around 16, 17. And sure enough, it was a 17 point victory. So a couple of little things there that we got right. And we just want to pat ourselves on the back. I am going to give you one stat, though. You ready for this? I'm waiting. Last pod, you said there's about 40 ranked teams that have lost in the past six weeks. You weren't off by much. You barely, barely missed the over under there. You had 38 ranked teams lose in the first six weeks. Okay. That's pretty good. 
That was before we went into week seven in which seven ranked teams lost this past weekend. So we're now up to 45 teams. I would have to give you a check, uh, a check minus on that. You were very close, but you didn't get the exact. I, I heard 40. I didn't discount it okay. because of the chaos. Like I, Oh no. Honestly, and the chaos is going to continue because after this weekend, I believe I looked, there's about three or four, there's two or three ranked games against each other. Once again, we'll cover that in part two when we yeah. go over lines, but, uh, there's two or three ranked teams that once alone are playing another ranked team. So that'll be another two or three right there. And there's a couple others that I'm looking at that. I think that number will get to 50 by the weekend, by week's end. I actually, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at it. And I, it, cause I had, I had six teams, six to seven teams losing. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm there. I, I think Vegas knows something about one team that we've already talked about, but we'll get to that in part two. Because I've mm-hmm. seen the lines already, and it's—I mean, I can't believe it. I've never seen a yeah. team get disrespected as hard as this team. But yeah, guys, we actually do look ahead. It's one of the sometimes things we do. Yeah, sometimes Let's get to the recap because I'm—I'm I'm already pissed off. So I mean, yeah, we've—we've—we've yeah. we've, uh, we've covered a lot of recap. I didn't get to sit down and watch a lot of games in between moves. You know how that goes. Um, I am looking at the AP top twenty-five rankings. Let's go over that real quick, just to kind of cover what we got. Yep. A lot of movement happened, as we know. Iowa fell to Purdue um, and fell all the way out of the top 10, which I think was deservedly so. So at the top 10, we've got number one, Georgia, number two, Cincinnati, three, Oklahoma, four, Alabama, five, Ohio State. Any disagreements there? I don't. I mean, there's if you yeah. told me that Sean Clifford was going to get a clean bill of health and come back, that you could flop Penn State and Ohio State for me. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That's it. All right. And then you got Michigan at six, Penn State seven, Oklahoma State at eight with the win over Texas, Michigan State nine, 10, Oregon. I'm not a huge fan of Oregon at 10. I, I kind of gave a spoiler on them two seconds ago. So, yeah, there's, yeah. there's some issues there. But I, I, I don't mind the five, six, seven, Ohio State, Michigan, no, Penn State. I know you say you'd flip them, but honestly, that's going to play itself out. Penn State's going to be facing both of those teams here in the future. Um, 11 through 15. Now we're starting to get into the Okay, they're all kind of the same. We're all, all kind of the same. Yep. 11, Iowa, after that devastating loss. 12, Ole Miss. 13, Notre Dame. 14, Coastal Carolina. And 15, Kentucky. Kentucky down four spots after losing to Georgia. But, I mean, the 17-point loss to the number one team in the nation with the best defense. I feel that's pretty respectful for at Georgia. Spots. Yeah, at, at Georgia. Georgia. I mean, if they'd fallen so, one, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. I mean, that's yeah, – yeah. I don't have a problem with that that drop at all. That seems pretty fair. And then everybody else just moved up one spot, Old Miss, Notre Dame, Coastal Carolina. So I like that. And then 16 through 20. I love how Coastal didn't play this week. They move up one. They hey, good for them. Out of somebody the week before didn't move at all. Didn't move up at all. <laughs> hey, That's, you take it when, you, when you're a group of five team, you take every up they're going to give you. I know. I know. But <laughs> It is funny. You're right. Okay. So, 16 through 20, Wake Forest, Texas A&M, North Carolina State, Auburn, Baylor. Baylor's, Baylor's on my list. They have one loss at Oklahoma State. They should be in the top 15, in my opinion. Like, if you're going to bump somebody, bump, bump them for them. I, I And it wasn't a bad loss either. I think it was like six. No, it wasn't a bad loss. I think Baylor has a couple games coming up that should help propel them easily into the top 15, if not the top Three or four ranked teams. BYU is ranked. They beat... I believe Iowa State, right? They beat, yes. They beat Iowa State. They lost to Oklahoma State by 10 on the road. They beat West Virginia, who wasn't ranked, but it's they're in that 25 to 40 group. Like yep. And they beat BYU. So here's the thing. 
they've got Texas at TCU, Oklahoma coming up. That's a pretty they could, they could interesting three-game stretch for them. But they could win all of the them. The thing is, the OU game is at home. And when OU travels to Waco, that is not always the best formula for OU to win a game. That game is going to be a lot closer than we think. If you no. see a double-digit spread on that game, take it, because I think Baylor can cover it. I'll say it right now. We're, we're a couple uh, weeks out. Not with their current quarterback. Yeah, we're going to talk looking, about that. They're looking too, a little right? bit better. That is that is a topic I was going to go over, because oh, I, yeah. genuinely, I genuinely feel bad for Rattler there. I kind of don't, but we, we'll get to that here shortly. <laughs> um, okay, and then rounding out the top 25, we got SMU, San Diego State, Pittsburgh making their first appearance, UTSA also making their first appearance, and Purdue at 25 after beating the number two team, Iowa. And they gave Notre I Dame see no qualms with any of those. So, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with Purdue. I'm okay with all those. I like UTSA getting in there as a group of five team. Yeah, I, I say in terms of, of covering that, I, I, I say the rankings are actually for the first time in a long time. Looks pretty accurate. And guess what week we're in, Brendan? <laughs> Is Guess it, what week we're in? Is it week seven? Yeah, yeah. So, so no, I said six. Seven. You said eight. I. It's yeah. It's after week seven. Yeah, yeah, it's week seven. Right oh. at the end of week seven, going into week eight. And All of a sudden, the rankings look right. Wow. Wow. These guys wow. should wait, man. They should wait. That's what we're saying. Only a group of people so, yeah, that, um, that agreed upon a point. I mean, good, good gracious. Yeah, it, exactly. And there is a little bit of difference between, you know, the, the coaches fall in the top 25, but not enough to really. Well, I'm wondering if that's where you, you got your 38 and I got my 40. Oh, yeah, it's very possible. Very that's possible. I, I heard it from multiple sports out there, so I'm, I'm wondering. 38 and 40? I mean, seriously, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's a ticky-tack. That's a plus or minus, like, in the polls. So, me a check minus. I got no problems with that. I'm okay with you, were very, you were very close on that. I'm, okay. I'm not – I'm not discrediting you at all. Just to even say that number out loud, I went, there's no way that's close. And yet, yet here we are only two away. So very impressive. So, okay. I didn't watch much college football this weekend. Once again, from move to move, it's just kind of how it is, right? Life happens. You got kids and everything's running around like crazy. But um, the one thing I did see, and I got to watch a little bit of the game in the evening, Saturday night was Oklahoma. And Caleb Williams makes that team look completely different. Yep. I mean, it's ride him to the playoff, right? I mean, that's that's the answer. It is. This is okay. So so we we kind of said, hey, listen, we think it's gonna be two SEC teams, perhaps two Big Ten teams. I, somehow they're gonna give Cincinnati the shaft. I'm I'm sorry. There's there's gonna be something that causes them to miraculously fall. The polls do not matter, folks. The college football rankings that come out next week do. And right. that, is, that is the committee. Their task is to put the best four teams, not the best four ranked teams. Mm-hmm. And this quarterback switch is going to threaten Cincinnati's chances. It's not going to be two Big Ten teams anymore after Iowa loss. Just not going to happen. We thought the Big 12 was dead because Oklahoma looked like crap. Yep. Uh-oh. They don't look like crap anymore. Oh, I watched that game too. And I, I mean, I was sitting there and I'm like, hmm. and, and you know, for those that don't know, like I apparently bought a 75 inch TV for my son. And so I sit <laughs> on my computer and watch and it was one of the games that you could watch. And I'm like, okay, but I wanted to see the kid. I wanted to see the kid from start to finish because that is a different precept of, of, of how to play the game. And, damn it, dude. I mean, I, I, it's I, great. Wow. It's great. I mean, for 
four passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. I think he tied for second in terms of OU freshmen uh, to throw passing touchdowns in their first appearance, their first start. I mean, he just looked in command of the offense. And the question I have after watching that performance and even watching the, you know, the Red River rivalry the week before is, has he looked like this in all his practices? Has he looked like this in all their spring ball and everything else? Because I'm, I'm still confused as to this why. Is, this is why I have a problem for, yeah. for Rattler, not with Rattler. Oh, Some I have kind a of a promise was made. Well, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, and, and had to be right. Because not naming a starter until the game is announced on the field, I, I like Lincoln Riley, but that was Bush League. That is, that is his cop-out of a way to handle this. You know what it is? That wasn't even his most Bush League move of the week. Did you see what he did to the school newspaper? No. What happened? Okay. So the school newspaper asked him, you know, like everybody else, who's going to start? And he said, I'm not naming a starter. Well, you can tell – the OU Daily, which is the newspaper on campus, got wind that Caleb Williams had received most of the first team reps in like Tuesday's practice or Wednesday's practice. He shut down their media availability for the week just because they learned something about what was happening inside his practice. And they said it. That's, that's, not, even, that's not even Bush League. That's, 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 ooh. Ooh, if there's any an apology reason, to her, like that's, I'm not, that's a, that's a, we should apologize to them at the end of this podcast because they were doing their job. Like, I mean, yeah, good job. OU daily for doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, find we, we apologize on behalf of Lincoln Riley of people, and we're going to apologize to Shelly Brown too. Cause you now make us apologize again. I mean, well, yeah. I'm just saying you're a bunch of 19 and 20 year old kids. Someone on the football team told you, yeah, Caleb took most of the reps in practice when I was there. Or here's a huge notion. They might have just seen it with their own eyes. Did you know that people go outside and practice? Mm -hmm. I mean, good grief. Come on. It's unbelievable that he would do that to them. So anyway. Yeah. Also, and we've covered that and, you know, we'll cover other things later. But I wanted to go over this real quick with you because I looked up a couple of different stats and I went to just – you go to NCAA.com and all you have to do is type in, you know, college football stats, 2021 and Google find this. Information. You need this from me, gang. So this is going to be, yeah, yeah this will be fun. I like this. Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple of categories and I'm going to give you the top three teams in every category. Okay. We're just going to go through a couple of them, defense and offense. And you tell me if any of these teams, especially the group of five teams or the lower power five teams, if they jump out to you when I start giving you this list. Turnovers lost, meaning they've lost the least amount on yeah. offense. Gotcha. Michigan, Air Force, Coastal Carolina. I mean, they don't shock me. I mean, I, Air Force shock me. Air Force runs an offense that they're usually very high in that category every year, um, mm-hmm. literally every year because of how they run their offense. Okay, uh, ready? Michigan hasn't played anybody apparently. Yeah, at all. Um, getting ready to. Coastal Carolina is playing a bunch of also rants. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good on that. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Third down conversions, meaning staying on the field on third down in order. Coastal Carolina, Ohio State, Alabama. Normal. Normal. Fourth down conversions, staying on the field on fourth down. Coastal Carolina, UTEP, Iowa State. First down offense, Virginia, Tennessee, Marshall. Completion percentage. By your quarterbacks, Coastal Carolina, Mississippi State, Oklahoma. People, 
it's no secret as to why Coastal Carolina is undefeated. They stay on the field on offense. It's pretty simple here. I just found that very interesting that Coastal kept coming up, kept coming up, kept coming up. They're in four or five major offensive categories. They're not going to get the respect that they deserve until – No. Yeah. But I'm glad they're there, right? They're at 14. They're at least within striking distance. Are they going to get screwed? When it's going to be a 12-team playoff, yes. That's – yeah. Well, if it were a 12-team playoff, they'd be in. Yep. Uh, This year? Because everything else is going to fall by the wayside with all of the Big Ten shuffling and SEC shuffling. It will. Oh, we got some more shuffling. I know. And then we've got some uh, defensive categories. You want to hear these just to kind of go, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fumbles recovered. So most fumbles recovered by the defense. Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee, Washington State. Seems a bit odd. Third down defense. NC State, a new top 25 team. Houston, South Alabama. Bit weird. Listen, I've been slurping Houston all year, so. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you have. (laughs) (laughs) U.S. penalties. Per game, this one I found very shocking, but very like I can see that Army UTSA God Virginia them. Tech. Okay, UTSA okay. being undefeated means that's they're their not disciplined football team. Yep, disciplined football team not shooting themselves in the foot. Army and their, and their coach will be a Power Five conference coach very soon. Soon yep. enough, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then um, on well, first down, the Jeffersons. <laughs> and this one doesn't surprise me either. First down defense, meaning best. You know, best stats on first down, Wisconsin, Houston, Georgia. Two of the three I'm cool with. The third one I'm not, but that's Wisconsin. I mean, they suck this year. I mean, they do suck, but apparently they do well on first down. They just don't do well on second. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. There's two more downs to, to play defense, and apparently they only okay. do it first. Hey, yeah. You, yeah. you boys better learn how to count. So, anyway, just a lot of interesting stats there. We've covered a lot. Is there anything else you want to cover right now? Uh, I mean, we we have a few minutes left for, for this one. And and I'm sorry, but we don't often get lauded by Joe McDonald from yeah. Out of Bounds. But, man, Joe even stepped up for us and delivered some great news. And, Lewis, I'm going to let you deliver it. It's your state, the bearded one. And you guys don't ever see our pods because they're not like that. But I'm the bearded one. The bearded one made a good call. You had, you had heard some things, too. Don't get me wrong. But, man, not only did we nail it, we nailed the reason. And yep. sometimes it just feels good to pat yourself on the back when you do it before everybody else. Eddie O. Eddie O's gone. Ed Orgeron's going to be gone at the end of the year. Um, like we said, not too shocking. Kind of saw the tea. We read it in the tea leaves. I'm very interested to see who they call. Like you said, maybe it's Urban. Maybe it's Billy down the road, UL. Who knows? But yeah, we're now we're up to what? Is it up to three now? National ex national champs? It's USC LSU for certain. I guess in concrete we have two, and we're well on yes, our way. To- but I mean, I've heard FSU is all but done. Like they're just not doing yeah. it in season. FSU is is the third. Right. So FSU is the third. Minus someone leaving a school like Penn State or something like that. There's still three more that can go down quick. Miami, Nebraska, what? Maybe Colorado. I don't know. Um, I mean, there's, there's rumblings about UCLA. If they don't finish strong, there's rumblings about Michigan. They don't finish strong. Um, I, I, again, there are a couple out there that are just outliers. We, we were kind of counting if Penn state took James Franklin and moved from USC. What about, it's going to be a weird one. What about Clemson? Oh, Oh, I I don't. Oh, Dabo. No, seriously. I mean, yeah. I mean, Having a bad year, huh? Did they get I mean, rid of him? He's been there how many years? Seven, eight? It's not that many. He's he's 
here's the problem. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to pretend this is just my thought period. It is actually presented to me, but like sometimes when you have a relationship and relationship stands for the fans, so I'm not trying to prognosticate, mm-hmm. but you, you, you get them a lot of presents. They want those presents every year mm-hmm. called spoiled. Oh yeah. And this year they're not spoiled. No. And that creates a rocky relationship. Instead of getting like the new shiny toy that's like the hot toy, they just got that Christmas sweater knitted by grandma. Exactly. Right? It's like, oh, this shit. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, I asked for, you know, a fucking 100-inch TV from Samsung that normally, I mean, I couldn't afford, but I'd have to literally sell off 800 items of my house. So I I got one for you. All right, you ready for this? Oh, oh, I'm I'm waiting. Cause I thought about the Clemson thing today and I looked into Dabo just a little bit. Now I wanted, I, I didn't want to share with you until now. I wanted your genuine reaction. You know, a lot of uh, coaches all have different religious backgrounds or what religion they follow, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick Saban's a, a devout Catholic, things of that kind of stuff. Dabo's very hard into the Christianity and, and trying to run a Christian led program. So I dug just a, a, a bit, just a bit. Mm-hmm. He is part of what they call the new Christianity. Okay. And that is linked back to the South Carolina Baptist convention. Okay. Do you know what Baptist schools in the top 25 that can use a coach who's won a national championship and get them back to glory? They're here in Texas. What if he went to Baylor? I like your face. And I like the fact that you're grabbing that beard. Like (laughs) I'm not saying he would, but would that not be a counter in the Big 12 to OU being the only team to have Dabo at Baylor? Wouldn't that be insane? I, again, you're you're he would go and be, I hate to say this, the lone star in the conference. <laughs> I'm um, a star. Funny <laughs> there. Um I like that. I actually I had heard to quell the people at Clemson there was going to be a flirtation with LSU. Mm. Which would make Damn. sense because the SEC is the SEC, and that's that's a hell of an opening. And it's not it's not Mississippi right. State. It's not you know insert team here. I mean Tennessee, who is that's probably going to be the fourth team right away that's going to be open. From what I'm hearing, it's really wild because I mean Josh Heupel's a good he's a good coach. I mean not yeah, they in lost the top the- twenty five. Yeah, but Tennessee wants it's his that. first year. Don't you give him two years, maybe three? I mean, oh, is, that, is it his first year? I thought it was his second. It is his first year. I mean, unless Dabo comes calling, do you get rid of him? I mean, I would. Yeah, I mean, that's I, 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 I can't say that's, it that way, but it's true. Um, USC does not work for a guy like Dabo at all. You're no, 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 no. Never going to be able to pull that off. I think um, he needs to stay in the South. He needs yeah, to stay where Christianity I, is a bigger, is more important to them. Ironically, and this is this is something that I've discovered as well. Um, I mean, he's he's really good friends with Saban, so he's not going to go to a situation that's bad. So that is, I mean, if Baylor has gotten over their issues, Mm -hmm. I could see that. But if it's still ongoing, the culture hasn't changed. I mean, I'm sorry, but literally LSU replaced a guy who they knew had sexual harassment issues and plugged another one in. Shame on Mm -hmm. you. I mean, the things that are coming out right now, I, 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 I can't even begin. You're running yeah. a national championship program. Yeah. It's, it's a rough, it's a rough road down there. I, and I told you it was off the field stuff and, and, and technically it was. So you're not, 
you're you're, you're hearing it now, and they're going to slander him all the way out the door, and and people are oh, saying, yeah. oh, he's going to be mudslinging. Yeah, he could go to USC, and I'm like, why would USC take him now? Because if he's going to run that Ed-O? program, yeah, USC could have had him at 13, and they turned him down after right. he had the interim year. So, right. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. Well, hey, I think we've covered enough here, so I'm going to kick yeah. us out. Our host, Brendan Peterman, host Louis Fontenot. That was a great uh, week seven recap. Glad to do it. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. And uh, we'll be back later for part two this week. And we'll start coming to week eight lines. So we'll see you, gang. I'll take care.